Welcome to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious folk. I am your host, Christine Blasdale. This program is intended to bring you a fresh perspective on this thing we call life. And in each and every episode, we're going to dive into the topics that matter most with lively conversations on issues such as business, health, wealth, love, and transformational healing, all with the goal of creating a better world and becoming a happier human being. I will be your tour guide on this epic adventure, and as we embark on this journey, our ultimate goal is going to be one of transformation to our highest potential. And now, let's get out of the box. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine. I am your host, Christine Blasdale, and first of all, Thank you so much for joining us. And if you are listening to us on the podcast, that's wonderful. But if you are watching us on YouTube, please feel free to share this important video. I have someone, I'm asking a wonderful woman to return to Out of the Box with Christine. My guest is Sharon K. Griffin, and she's a freedom coach, lifestyle hacker, dating consultant, and a divorce guru. She lives her authentic life and understands that happiness comes from within. She's also an author of three published books, an international speaker, and the founder and CEO of Grow a Girl Network Incorporated and the creator of the ICU campaign, which is dedicated to suicide prevention and mental health awareness. And I had the privilege of of having Sharon on Out of the Box with Christine a while ago to talk about her book, ICU, Igniting Hope and Preventing Suicide. And I'm so happy to have you back on, Sharon, to talk about, well, to talk about a little bit about what's going on in the world, but also how we can make the world a better place and how we can heal. So welcome back. Welcome back to Out of the Box. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. Thanks for the opportunity. Once again, I really appreciate that. And thank you for choosing me. That's very important. Thank you for choosing me because it could be someone else. Well, you know what? Um, I knew. Okay. When I know something, like right now I'm getting full goosebumps. I got them on my legs. I got them all through my back. When when I know I'm supposed to do something or cover something on on the show, I get... um, a voice, or it's not even a voice, a thought. I don't know. It's an, it's a real, like a tug, like somebody like tugging at your shirt, you know? Uh, But this is tugging at my heart. And it was, you need to, you need to do a show on what's happening right now with not only the protests, because I see it on social media and I see the people who do understand what is happening, what has been happening for hundreds of years, really. Right. And then I see my family and some friends who watch Fox News. That's all I got to say. I love them. <laughs> but I know they're buying into this, you know, stuff. And instead of me trying to sit there on Facebook and explain and go, no, you'll never right. understand. I, I had this, this download of like, I really needed to cover this. And this is where you came in. I was thinking, I was sitting there going, who, who can I, you know, my first, my first thing was Dr. Cornell West, but I tell you something, I don't Ooh. have his contact information. <laughs> he, 
he's okay, someone that I okay. Well, no, he's someone that I've always wanted to interview. I, I okay. You know, I I have had a, a few people that I I've just like on my wish list, and okay. uh, and he was one of them. And uh, brother Gregory, oh my goodness, he passed though. Uh, the wonderful, um, he was a wonderful c- comedian, but uh, also an incredible. Hans. No, uh, Gregory. Oh my goodness. Now through the interview, it'll come to me. The, 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 the gentleman, okay, okay. That he was um, amazing, but Cornell West. And I was like, Oh yeah. And then it was like, no, Christine, you, first of all, good luck. I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> it and, can. It can. Yeah. But I was like, no, I need, but I needed, <laughs> I needed to do it urgently. I wanted to okay. do it right away. I didn't want to wait weeks and weeks. And gotcha. then I was on the face. I was doing a live Facebook. Yeah. And you came on, and I was like, "Wow, mana from heaven, right there, boom." And so, wow, thank so you, thank, thank you, <laughs> yes, thank you so much. So before we get into uh, into too much, and 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 again, the focus of the of the show is really healing our world through understanding and um, and love. Why don't you tell our wonderful listeners and viewers a little bit about your experience with everything that's happening? You're in Houston, correct? I am. I am in Houston. Um, My experience with everything that has been taking place is I have been tired. Hmm. I, I did not realize how emotionally attached to this Um, I was, and I actually had to pull back. I had to pull back from CNN. I had to pull back from social media because my head was pounding me. And my husband kept saying, well, what is wrong? And I think I was just feeling the energy of what's going on right now. Um, So I, I had to take time away from me because it was overwhelming. Anytime I'm waking up and the tears are just streaming down my eyes, um, I knew something was wrong and I knew it was affecting my spirit. Mm. So I pulled Mm -hmm. back. um, But throughout the whole thing, I have been watching except for the time of pulling back. And I was disheartened um, because watching Mr. George Floyd get murdered was like looking at a modern day lynching. I've never seen anyone hang on a tree except um, at the movies, you know, while watching film. But seeing that, that took something out of me, and I think it took something out of the world. Um, Black people, white people, Asian people, African people, Australian people, it took something out of all of us. And I believe that unfortunately for Mr. George Floyd's family, that he was our sacrificial lamb for change. Um, Looking at his daughter on the news when she said, my daddy changed the world. He did, he did. Um, When he was calling out for his mother as he laid there on on the ground with the, the knee in his neck, I believe he knew he was about to die. And I knew that he saw his mother, or I believe he saw his mother in the spirit, you know? So that's my take on it. Um, But we need healing. What I love about it though, 
is seeing so many beautiful, wonderful people of all colors and nationality chanting Black Lives Matter. We have come to a place where we matter. And that's all people want is to matter. Yeah. So here we well, are today. And, and not well, only, you know, not only matter, but let's let's call it out as also some of the most amazing gifts to this world. And and I, I you know you can just go down literature, music, poetry, math, science, inventions, yes. wisdom, knowledge has come from Black people. Very true. This, but there's a saying. Yeah. I'm sorry, Christine. Oh no, there's, no, go there's ahead. a saying out there, and they say when you're black it doesn't matter how much money you have or how much education have you have or what cars you drive or where you live you're still just a nigger and that's how some people really feel you know um that any of that stuff doesn't matter because of the color of our skin you know and that's very unfortunate because I have friends who are attorneys and things like that. And they say, Sharon, when I get on an elevator with a white woman, she'll clinch her purse or something like that, you know? So a lot of people have been conditioned and we can't help what families we grow up in, but we can change who we are as we get to know people and talk to people and communicate and, and understand. Ask questions. It's okay to ask questions. And I met a young lady, a Caucasian lady um, in Philadelphia, and she had breasts, but she also had a full face beard. And instead of me judging her, I said, hey, tell me about yourself. You know, I said, I didn't want to sit here and stare at you. I said, but I'm eager to learn. And she told me how she had an issue with an excess amount of hair and that she got tired of shaving. And then <laughs> she just said, I'm gonna let it grow. You know, and she said not too many people would ask her, but they would look at her and laugh at her and things like that. So I think that we should stop judging and just ask. Ask questions, ask the hard questions. People aren't gonna get offended from someone just asking. You know, we can tell you none of your business or we can explain a person like me, I'm gonna tell you exactly what you wanna know. <laughs> so it's okay to ask, you know? We all have, have issues and challenges and things like that, but just ask, but don't judge. Isn't it interesting? I think what's happening right now too with so much, with not because there's many George Floyds, right? Yes, there's there are thousands. Okay, that 
have died unjustly, that have been murdered. Yes. Yes. Uh, there was no video camera or evidence of it, but it happens every day. Yeah. It happens constantly. And even now. And even <laughs> just now. Just before we went on, on uh, here, I was looking at CNN and I was just like, wow, have we not learned anything? But, you know, this is the time of change. No, this is what this is what I'm saying to you is that it is a catalyst right now with what's happening and the um, the widespread awareness. There are those that are number one waking up, number two yes. have woken up but were silent and now they're speaking out for their brothers and sisters. Yes. Also, we have a a president we have in the United States, we have someone that has a great amount of power who yes. is not only someone who does not understand the plight of our black brothers and sisters, but is a narcissist of the most extreme level. So he will <laughs> not relate. He can't relate to women he can't relate to gay people he can't relate to black people he can't relate to the immigrant experience he can't relate it's almost like he is subhuman where he can't relate to anyone unless they're yeah. you know a wealthy white misogynist male <laughs> so we have that on top and i'll tell you it is feeling like the plantation owner is in control of everything. And that is gonna also spark unrest in a, in, in, in a lot of woke That's people. That's true, it has. In a lot of woke people. Yeah. And I think it's just, now it's going to get, you know, a bit more and more. And, I, and, and, and we're, I'm here in Australia right now and Australians are like, what's happening? What's going on in America, you know? Even with the COVID nineteen thing, they were like, "Whoa, what's what's happening?" It just seems like there's a there's a real like a lockdown happening. And now with the protests and the curfews and all of that, um, they're really worried about their brothers and sisters in in the U, in the U.S. What is your feeling right now on where this where this is taking us? Um, the reactions, the you know, the stuff that's happening where people are expressing yes. themselves through maybe through uh, looting also and, and um, breaking down the system, crack, cracking the windows, so to speak. Where do you think this is going right now? Um, as far as the looting is concerned, they haven't been looting um, for days now. I haven't seen any of that on the news. Um, however, when it first started, I felt like this, that when you put people in a corner, when you back them in a corner, they're going to come out, not in the most gracious way. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. going to come out, as they would say in the hood, you're going to come out swinging. And that's what people came out to do. They were swinging left and right. Um, but can you blame them sometimes? You know, when you look at everything that's going on, um, and just the racial disparities, those type of things are gonna happen because it's either do or die situations. Um, am I agreeing with them? I'm not, but do I understand? Yes. I do. 
Yes. Target has insurance. Most businesses have insurance. They can rebuild. But then when you've had your foot on someone's neck since birth, that's kind of a tough call, you know? However, on the flip side of things, we also have to change ourselves, regardless of what color we are. You know, um, I used to be on welfare. I decided that's not where, where I want to be. But when I was on there, I used the system to get my education. And when I would go get my groceries, you know, we had the paper food stamps. Then I would make sure that I was dressed up. I would make sure that I spoke a certain way. Mm. Um, and I still was going to be respected, even though I was in that certain place. But even in school, there was a white young lady. She was on food stamps, too. So whoever the person is, you, you do what you have to do to change your course. And if you don't have anyone in your immediate space, whether your mother, your father, whoever it is, reach out to someone. It could be an educator at your school, but you have to be willing to want change and you have to be willing to listen. And you also have to be willing to do something about it. Yes. You know, we cannot yes. expect the government to change everything. There's a lot of things that need to be changed, but we also need to change ourselves at that same point. Oh, so true. And I know that you've done a lot of work. Well, I had you on the show before and we'll have a link to the um, previous interview so people can check out that interview that I had with you on your Thank book, you. I See You, Igniting Hope and Preventing Suicide. And um, I think that the people too, uh, it, it's so easy and flippant for people to, uh, to post things on social media to see something and share it without questioning it, right? If it re, this is the thing about human beings. I've noticed this in my 50s, so many odd years being here. <laughs> yes. We like to feel like we're right. We like yes. to be confirmed that we're right. So that's why the social media is such a, you know, it's an, it's for addicts, right? Because we want to say something, bah. And have a bunch of people, have a bunch right. of likes, bunch of likes, 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 comments, ooh, comments, comments. And even the algorithm of, of Facebook is the more likes and comments you get, right, the more it's seen. Right, right. But as human beings, we do have this thing where we, we you know, we so badly want to be um, made Heard. right. Well, and but but that our beliefs are backed up by other people. See, this they all believe right, the same thing, right? right. And, and this is where we get into a whole mess of trouble because as you have done and your research has as well, is that words and images and things like that hurt and they hurt people and our young people at a disproportionate rate, younger and younger, people are taking their own lives. And this is what I, it's one thing too, that black lives are being taken by uh, not just police officers, but crazy white people in neighborhoods with guns and you know i mean it's out of it's crazy yes. but what we say has an impact and when there's a young person who sees that they take it to heart and can you they talk do. about can you talk about um the it, it is it's alarming there that the this, the rate of suicide is getting younger and younger too with people 
And you know what, Christine, I, I've sat and I thought and I pondered why so many young black people and now black men are taking their lives. And I thought about that in the midst of George Floyd. And I think that a lot of our young people are taking their lives and black men is because they feel like their life doesn't matter. Yes, mental health plays an issue with some, but not all. But when you feel like you've done everything right or everything that you can do, but it still doesn't matter, that leaves a hole in your heart. And sometimes you do not have your tribe or a tribe around you that encourages you or pushes you. And then some people don't have that faith in something to get them through to the next day. I had faith in God. I, I grew up in church. So I always had that faith that that entity would help me get to the next day or that entity would help me pass that test or that entity would be there when no one else is there and I could call out to the entity or ask questions or talk or whatever it is. But some people don't have that. So what else do they have? They're tired. They're broken. They feel like they can't get ahead. They can't get any money. They, they can't get support from the government. What do I have? And for our children, same thing. Mama don't understand because she's going through the same thing. I don't want to see mommy struggle anymore or daddy struggle anymore. Yeah. So if I'm not here, yeah. perhaps they won't struggle so much. Some people think like that. So just in my thoughts, I haven't done any research, but just in my thoughts, I was thinking that perhaps more men, black men, and more young black children are taking their lives because they feel like they don't matter and their families would be better off if they weren't around. Mm -hmm. You know, so. And when, and when that's reiterated by what they see in the news reports and things and, and another George Absolutely. Floyd, another George Floyd, you know. Um, Am I going to be here? Most, most right. young black boys don't believe that they'll reach 25, 30. You know, they're afraid of the police. You know, the police stop me. Are they going to kill me? You know, what am I being stopped for? You know, all my, my paperwork is right. So why am I being stopped? I'm, I'm obeying. And that is all. an, un, and that is an undo. That is a stress that is, that um, especially um, our, our white brothers and sisters who don't understand what it's like to have that fear driving, just driving down the street in your car yes. or like, you know, I'll tell you, I, I've never, when I've gone to a, a store, a clothing store, or, a, you know, in, in a mall, I've never been, I've never had anybody follow me, any um, security or store manager watch me. And this is what yeah, happens. Yeah, in the when, Asians. Yeah. No, my, I, in I the have, hair stores. <laughs> we, I have a dear friend. <laughs> I have a dear friend who's like, you know what? I am so sick and tired. She says, I could buy whatever I fucking want in this store. But she's like, I'm so sick and tired of every single time I go into a store, somebody's following me like I'm going to steal something. 
And, and they do. Year after year after year after I mean, your whole life having that happen. This is what I'm trying to, uh, to also impress upon my, my white brothers and sisters out there is that you have to try and understand what it's like what it's like to be called name, what it's like to be followed, what it's like to be spoken down to as targeted. If, <laughs> yeah, and targeted. But spoken to as if you're already a criminal and you've all you've done is breathe. Breathing right. while black. Right? That's true. But it's the way of the world, unfortunately. My parents had to deal with it. My grandparents had to deal with it. My great-grandparents had to deal with it. You know, however, what we all have decided is each generation is going to do better than the next. So you, you can be mad at us and you can try to take whatever away from us. However, we're still going to flourish and we're still going to grow and, and smile and, and love on people and keep moving forward and teaching our children, you know, to do better than us. So that's how I look at it. But it's sad. Um, I look at, let's say, Coleman Kaepernick, you know, and, and when he was taking a knee and how everyone was in such an uproar because he was taking a knee. And I had some of my white friends um, who were so upset. And you know, I would go on, <laughs> I would go on their, their thread and I would say what I, I needed to say as an African-American female, but I'm hoping that she gets it now. Because just like that officer took a knee on George Floyd, Colin Kaepernick was just taking a knee for racial injustice and his whole career was wiped out just because he took a knee. You know, now the NFL, you know, they want to apologize and things like that, but he was already explaining why, because the same thing was going on back then. But now everyone's like, oh, you know, because of George Floyd, but we've been telling you, we, we've been, showing you the news has been showing you but you didn't see it until now so now you want to apologize but you've ruined someone's career there's That's a unfair. yeah there's a collective amnesia as well i think that um needs to be addressed and even though i myself have never owned another human being we have to as a collective understand that our if it's not us our grandfathers great-grandfathers whatever however as a collective as well we owned other human beings and we didn't treat right. them like our dogs and our cats because we love our dogs and our cats but we treated other human beings the worst way you could ever treat a human being ever and right. for for hundreds of years on this planet on this beautiful but crazy planet <clears throat> and we have to understand that that has an effect generations because we all carry we all carry the the i carry within me the the successes and the the joys of my 
grandmothers and, and great grandfathers and all of that, but I also carry the pain. So my job is to clear up that. And my job is to do right in the world to heal that. Right. I need to heal yes. that for me and for my kids. Right. The same. But you know, what's funny, Christine, there's so many white children out there now protesting in the streets. Yes. For Black Lives Matter. And I said, and I love this generation of kids. A lot of people say they're out of pocket and all that. But I believe these are the generations that's going to get things done. Because they're not treading on what was. They're looking at life at what it is now. Yes. And I watched a video of a little girl. She may have been 10 to 12. And she was trying to explain to her parents how racism is wrong. And this is a white little girl. And her parents were going back and forth and she was standing her ground and giving statistics and it blessed my heart. And I said, these are, this is the generation of change because they're smart, they're unique, they're go-getters, they're fighters. You know, a lot of people a little older, older than me, they don't have any more fight, but these young people, they have the fight in them. And yes. they're like, no, we're not standing on what was 400 years ago. We're coming out of this together. And we need our white brothers and sisters. They're our, our allies. We need you all <laughs> to help us, you know, with this injustice or in getting justice in this system. We need you all. We can't do it on our own. So we need um, white people to stick with us and Indians and Asians and time has come. George Floyd was the catalyst for change. It broke America's back. Yeah. You know, yeah. and we have to rebuild not only physically, but mentally and in our justice system. And that's exciting to me. So yes, it hurt. Yes, I cried. Yes, I had to pull back from social media and all that because it was wearing me out. But nothing happens without God. We call it God. We call it spirit. You know, whatever entity it is, it allows certain things to take place so other things can take place. And that I am excited about. Oh, yeah. You just said it so well. It is so true. And um, even with, with our with our young children too, they're they're so much more open, uh, even with 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 their fellow schoolmates. You know, it used to be a time where young children who were obviously, you know, if they were gay, um, they felt isolated. In some areas, it still is yeah. um, a problem, but more and more, the the children are like you know, there's, what's the problem? There's no problem. There's no problem. Right. With um, we're people. We're people. Exactly. We have hearts and we have minds. Yes. And we have this ability to, to bring this something beautiful to this planet. And I do think yes. that you're right. The, the next, this next generation is, um, is going to change. Uh, it's going to change the world for the better. Uh, what what do you have? Because I know that um, you've been a very busy lady, and you're actually I have. <laughs> you're working with some folk. Why don't you tell our wonderful listeners and viewers um, what you've got on the on the pike here? What, what what's coming down the road for you? 
I start group coaching on Thursday for the next six months. I will be working with a group of individuals um, with personal development and then business development. And I've been doing webinars and someone asked me to help them with the reality TV show, even though we're gonna do it via Zoom. Um, it's just been busy, 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 and I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm loving it and I'm thankful for it, especially now because people are entrusting their lives to me and I don't take that for granted. It's funny, my husband keeps saying, you need to start a church. I always told God, <laughs> if I ever went back into ministry, it would be people of all walks of life, gay, great, poly, whatever. And I would just talk about the love of God because I think that we get healed through love, not judgment, you yes. know, but through love. So, you know, he keeps saying it. I don't know what I'm going to do with do it. it. Do it. The love of God <laughs> church. <laughs> By Sharon you know, K. But, Griffin, and it's you know, and it's a tax write-off. Just think about that. <laughs> I'm not worried. Yes, it is. I'm not worried about that. Though. But I would just want to see people healed and free, <clears throat> whatever that means to them, healed and free, because we need that, and we need to be able to hug one another and say, "You can make it," and I got you. If I if I don't have you financially, whatever. At least I got you in prayer. You can call me up. We can chat. We can talk about it. But I got you. Yes. You know, and I think people yes. need that right now. You know, unfortunately, in this another direction, a lot of churches these days, you can't just call and be like, hey, you know. But I would love that kind of concept where you could just call and someone would just love on you. Meet well, you where you are. <laughs> There's your idea for your uh, expansion on Zoom. Do you do you know it? And it's a it's a non-denominational church. Yes. And yes. we just we but we do need to have a choir because <laughs> we need to. <laughs> for my for my brothers and sisters who do not understand, <clears throat> when you go to a black church and it's it's usually baptist but but not the baptist like the crazy baptist that white you know people <laughs> but it is it is the most beautiful thing you cannot be there and not be touched by the love uh in this beautiful space when you hear uh a choir and um and i i dare anybody to sit still <laughs> When, when, when these beautiful voices. The you, oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, Christy, music touches the soul. And that's what we all have in common because a lot of white people and black people jam to the same music. Yeah. You know, and it's something that brings us together. And I love music. Love it. You There's know. nothing like so, it. So, yes. I know. Oh, so yes, the black experience with the, the church music is totally different. <laughs> oh, I highly recommend it. And for you those, will definitely love it. And for those that are in remote areas and you're watching this maybe in, you know, Bangladesh or something, you can also um, uh, look up 
uh, on Spotify or YouTube, whatever your favorite thing is. Um, mm -hmm. There's a group called the Sounds of Blackness. And aren't they good? Ooh, they have a couple songs on there. Um, uh, Change is Coming, which is one of my favorite I songs. And I play that. I play that in my car and I'm singing to it and people are looking at me like I'm crazy and I'm like oh it's like it's like the it's just my anthem it's my heart anthem yeah that's yes. that song so uh, I'm encouraging everybody to go check that out after this show and how can they I learn about it. how can they follow you first of all you're I know you're on Facebook but uh, let's give them your yes. website address because if now are you okay. still are you taking people um, who want to join you on these Thursdays or is that a private group? I mean, can they, can they join you? Uh... Um, whoever want to, yes, they can join um, my, oh, I was going to say my Facebook, my website is Sharon's yes. world. C H E R O N is in Nancy S is in Sam world.com. <laughs> Sharon's world.com. But everything else is, Sharon K. Griffin, you know, okay. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Sharon K. Griffin. Well, I'll put, the I'll make sure I have a link. I'll put the link to SharonsWorld.com in this uh, video and also in the okay. description, the show notes for the podcast, which goes out all over the place. And I'm so, so people can click on that and I'm going to encourage them as well to um to to communicate with you about being a life coach uh you know oh my gosh who who wouldn't benefit from your beautiful heart wisdom that's that's what i've oh, that's what i've always gotten from you is this beautiful heart wisdom and i thank love you. the way that you look at life and also ask questions yourself because that's where yes. we're always learning right we're always learning and yes 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 so I want to encourage people I to go to your to website. Ask. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. I do. You know, okay. I think for me, because I was so judged when I was young, and I think people should have just asked me, well, why are you so promiscuous? Just ask. I would have told you. I was molested by my uncle. But no one asked. They just judged me. And that's where I learned to ask. Yeah. And and to have yes. compassion for yeah. others as well, right? Very much, yes. I have lots of compassion and love to give. I do. I love you, Sharon. It's part of my nature. Oh, I love you too, Christine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for being part of this and for being a part of my life. And um, oh, again, absolutely. I I I wish you love and success and. Please say hello to your beautiful husband, who I think was born on my birthday. July 26th. Oh, no, he's not born on my birthday. Okay, no. Why did I think he was born on my birthday? Because we share the same birthday, me and him. Maybe that's what you were thinking. Me and my oh. husband share the same birthday. The same birthday? Both of you? He was born 56, July 26th. He was born 56. I was born in 70. And we oh. met in the Dominican Republic. You have yeah. a beautiful. You have I was a going on a self care love. journey. You have a Thank beautiful you. love with him, yeah. And um, just say hello to him for me because I remember. I will time. and tell your family hello and hug your children for me and tell them I said thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.
I appreciate them. And you all, of course. Being aware. Being aware. Yes. Again, my guest today has been Sharon K. Griffin, and you can find out more by going to her website, sharonsworld.com. We'll have a link to that. You just click on it, and please do uh, support this wonderful woman who uh, – you're welcome back anytime on Out of the Box, okay? Thank we'll make you, sure Christine. we get you back. Thank you for and, the opportunity. And thank you, wonderful listeners and viewers as well for joining us today. If you want more information about this podcast show, you can go to outoftheboxwithchristine.com. Share this video as much as you can. And also subscribe to this YouTube channel and hit the little bell and then you'll get notified when there's a new show. Until next time. And I'm going to yes to, I took a little picture of us. Um, I'm going to have to subscribe. Yeah. So it's out of the box? Yes, it's out of the box with Christine on YouTube. Okay. And uh, and then you just hit the you gotta subscribe but hit the bell too because if you subscribe and hit the bell then it sends you a little notification when there's a new show. Yay! All right, I'm gonna do that right now. It'll know <laughs> notify you when your show is on too. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thank Christine. you. Darling. Have a blessed one. Thanks for the you opportunity. Too. You too, love. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone. See you next time. Well, that wraps up another edition of Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious folk. And it has been an absolute honor being with you today. For more information on this program, please visit outoftheboxwithchristine.com. And if you'd like to book a private coaching session on how to expand your business or how to create your own podcast, feel free to contact me directly at christineblasdale.com. That's christineblasdale.com. I would love to help you navigate this journey called life. Until then, remember as always to think outside that damn box. Bye for now.